You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Treebark Story. Okay, we're just going to go for it, Andrew. We just hit record and we're going to see what happens, and it's all happening right now. It's recording right now? It's recording right now. Oh, we're on. We are we're on. on. We're on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you laugh this week, actually? How's your ribs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, things are much better now. I mean, they're sore to the touch, but they're fine otherwise. Like, like did I tell you when I, when I went to the doctors, they, he said to me, oh, you might want to go for an x-ray and everything and i was like well does that mean heading into a and e and so yeah that's that's what i'd be sending i said well if it's a choice between getting an x-ray for a potential broken rib or contracting covid i think i might i'll pass and he was like oh yeah well look you can breathe fine you're fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> we won't bother sending you um so yeah so i'm alive and you're here good. you're here <laughs> so <laughs> after all that welcome to today's episode of yeah. creative voices <laughs> Anyways, we all, you all know why you're here, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't bother. Dearly beloved. Yeah. So, Andrew, Jeff had a rant last week. Although, I don't even know if it's last week, because we're changing the order that we're putting these episodes out in. So, yeah. the last time myself and Andrew spoke, I yeah. had a rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May not be the last time you heard us. But Andrew wants to talk about something Well, well before, before we go into what, what I want to talk about, we had a rant about hospitality, and then he went ahead and had a conversation. Now, I don't know what order it's coming up, but he had a conversation with Enda from yes i had a good Ain. conversation maybe that's what we'll do uh ender from loam and ain joined me last week and andrew unfortunately couldn't be with us but yeah we had a very interesting conversation uh which you haven't actually had the no. chance to listen to yet uh about the state of the food industry and but mostly around sustainability in food practice and some stuff like that so i think it was really good um myself and Ender spoke afterwards he quite in enjoyed it he said he'd like to come back again yeah. And he even has a bit of an idea of something he does, or rather something he wants to do himself in terms of um, a podcast about sustainability. So maybe we might help him put together something for, yeah. for that going forward would be good, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe he can st he can start coming here and doing yeah. something in the... Yeah, yeah that's the plan. cool. Yeah, so I, I'd have liked to have been there, but I'd, like I'd, as I was telling you before we started recording this Vomovo drug thing that I was taking... Yeah. Um, has dizzying funny properties and whatever it can do anyway mm -hmm. i seem to be it's an anti-inflammatory drug but it's and it does warn you not to use operate heavy machinery or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just floored me absolutely it was just spinning yeah you said it felt like vertigo didn't you? yeah yeah pretty much i mean i've never had vertical it's what i imagine vertical would be like is like yeah the room was kind of spinning and i couldn't really every time i stood up i was like wow i feel really the closest I can, it's like low sugar, low yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, wow, yeah. I feel really fucking strange. That would be no crack. Yeah. So, no, exactly. And but then you'd have been sitting here talking about food, like, well, everything like that yeah. would not be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to listen to you and Enda talking about food. And did you get did, did you get into recipes or nitty gritty or anything? Oh, no, no. We kept it, it was much kind of broader terms. Yeah. Uh, like, I think it was clear, listen to Enda talk, that um, while he's a man who has helmed a few restaurants that have successfully gained Michelin stars, I think he's equally as proud of the sustainability awards that they've received. And to be fair, that's a constant thing to work on and it's a very different approach than a lot of people have. And as he mentioned, there was no actual body in Ireland that governed that, so they had to actually really? gain that award through a UK company. So Whoa. it was definitely, you know, for any of us who are currently running businesses and trying our best, uh, like, I'm not going to say where I was today. But I went to a coffee shop, uh -huh. not, in, not in Galway City, but outside I was driving about. Right. And just said I'd try the coffee, and it was all right. But anyways, I came back in with their compostable <laughs> cup. <laughs> she was laughing at me here. I came back in with their compostable <laughs> cup, and uh, 
I was standing there, and I was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I'm ju- just looking for the compost bin. He goes, I just throw it in there, it's fine. I'm like, well, what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? Yeah, yeah. You know? No, no, I, I do know. And it's it's like, this isn't, the rant that I want to have it isn't related in any way to branding or anything, but it is like the sustainable thing up until maybe, say, five years ago would have been a novelty. Mm-hmm. And now it's started to become just like yeah. a, a, an industry standard kind yeah. of. So to still, you you really are trailing behind if you aren't yeah. kind of keeping up with that kind of yeah. thing, you know. Actually, on that, very quickly, I was very impressed with our local uh, dry cleaners here at Bowens when I popped into the day. I had to drop in a, a duvet for one of the kids, and I picked it up. The dry cleaners just here, just here, yeah, upstairs, cool. yeah. I picked it up, and it was in a, what I thought initially was the big clear glass, pla- yeah, the big clear <laughs> plastic bag. Wow, that was difficult. No more Guinness for you on yeah. a bank holiday. <laughs> <Right. laughs> that bag. <laughs> just the one, Andrew. Just the one. <laughs> the uh, the bag itself was a fully compostable bag that they had the dry cleaning checked in. I was like, I was actually, you know, secretly impressed because, you know, as you said, you kind of expect it if you go to, you know, food shops or whatever, but you wouldn't think that that would be something that would be front of mind for no. other types of businesses. But, uh, you know, it was, it was really good to see. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that conversation. Yeah. That's, yeah. But um, as I said, the thing that I want to have a rant about, not really. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. <laughs> Andrew's rant has hospital in it, but not hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And Be- on that segue. <laughs> in fact, if you want to talk about a complete absence of hospitality. <laughs> no. Uh, spat my water all over. <laughs> Mixing this there. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, no. Uh, oh, I mean, on the contrary, like it, I need to share a bit of a personal story uh, uh, to make my point but I mean you have some brilliant people working in the hospitals but it does seem to be managed top down by dickheads fundamentally yeah. like yeah. did you know that Paul Reeds the um, head of the HSC yeah. um, he earns more he earns like oh it's tw- a disgusting amount like yeah, 400 yeah. odd thousand a year mm. this guy yeah, yeah. and he hasn't got any health qualifications to his name by the way oh, <laughs> like lovely. it's nuts isn't it Yeah. but anyway um this is political, but not entirely political. Uh, it's about how women are treated, I guess, really. And I would have liked, I did ask Sinead, this inc- uh, the story could obviously, right, I'll get to brass tacks, basically. Yeah. Um, about two years ago, uh, Sinead and I, I'm, I'm at work. Sinead goes for a, a kind of standard GP checkup. Mm. Um, this is about February. And I'm, I work from home, I'm sat at my laptop, She's on her way back from the hospital, from the doctors, and says, "You know, will I pick up lunch and whatever? Yes, please get us a, a bread roll or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> she comes in, and normally, you know, there's your lunch. Uh, I'll see you on your lunch break or whatever. But this time, she goes, "Well, how long have you got?" And I say, "Oh, well, probably another twenty minutes or whatever." Oh, okay, and takes a seat and kind of sort of chats to me while she's waiting, and I'm kind of going, "I'm at the keyboard, tapping away." And she's making small talk in a way that we don't normally, you know. Oh, so, you know, how's work going today? And da, 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 when I'm going, just waiting for the boom. <laughs> well, I'm kind of, <laughs> I didn't click that she was waiting to, to tell me something, but yeah, she yeah. was. <laughs> so, and when that something eventually came, yeah. um, she was like, you know, she kept going, are you finished? Uh, yeah, almost. Uh, just a few more minutes. Okay, are you done? Oh, one more minute. And then, <laughs> okay, cool, done. Ah. <sighs> Let's, you know, roll a smoke and have a, a bite to eat. I don't smoke anymore, but... Um, and she goes, well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't feel like smoking now. Oh, okay. She says, uh, 
Uh, I said, how does the doctor go? And she says, oh, well, I'm pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> good one. Yeah, no, but everything was good, yeah. She's like, no, seriously, I'm pregnant. I'm like, you're not pulling that one on me. You know, yeah. I wasn't buying it. Yeah. And then eventually she goes, um, she starts tearing up a little bit. And she goes, no, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, boy. And I, I, I have to confess, up until up until that point, I'd had no interest in kids. Hmm. In fact, when Sinead first and I started dating, I was like, well, there's one thing you should know about me is we're not having kids. Yeah. I'm not interested. <laughs> she was like, oh, no, me neither. <laughs> but then this happened. Yeah, people change, though, you know? People change. Uh, well, we have changed now, and certainly. Life changes, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, do you remember, uh, maybe you've told me this, but it, you it might need to refresh my memory when you found out that you were... Yeah, I was halfway around the roundabout, <laughs> looking that's to make the left turn, change lane, when Yvonne decided to drop that bomb on me. That's it. Super timing. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's Was it kind of like surprise, or was it kind of like, I have something to oh, tell Oh, by you? the way. <laughs> it was like a, a by the way. Was it, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm mindful, by the way, that um, I'm becoming precisely the kind of person I used to fucking hate. <laughs> of like, bringing up the fact that I'm going to be a dad uh, every fucking second. Welcome to parenthood, buddy. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, cut to the the next, like, two days later or whatever, we end up going to a hospital for the ultrasound. It's like, yep, your baby's as far along. Da, da, da. It was weird seeing mm. this little, they move much quicker and more mm. rapidly when they're earlier on. Yeah, and the heartbeat, the heartbeat rate is massive. Yes. It's crazy. Like, when you exactly. Listen to yeah. And when we heard it, she nearly slipped off the bed yeah. with shock. And I was kind of like, what? I had to steady myself against yeah, the, the foot d- d- of the d- d- bed. <laughs> yeah. So it was all um, pretty exciting, but it became apparent fairly early on that there was a problem with the baby. And that uh, it had an, uh, an it, he. We found out it was a boy, named him Callum. Um, found out that he had an enlarged bladder, which normally indicates it could be any, any number of things, but it's either like a... a What's the word now? Trisomery? Trisa- a genetic issue. Mm. Um, or it could be a, like a physical hardware issue. Um, or a number of other things anyway. But so, and so began the journey of doing tests to check. Um, so first you have to go and get, you get blood tests. Um, actually, we were advised to go and do blood tests, which we had to do privately. And we went to a private place to get some blood tests and stuff. And they drew blood from Sinead three times on three separate occasions, and it was still inconclusive each time. They couldn't determine that there was uh, an issue through through the blood. So then the other thing was we had to travel up to Dublin so that she could get a amniocentesis, which I don't know if you have you ever heard of or experienced an am well experienced. Neither <laughs> of us quite experiences it per se, but. Obviously, that's something to do with the amniotic fluid, is it? Yeah, so they have to put a needle in. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a... No. So there's two ways of doing it. One being the kind of more... Uh, the more... <laughs> one's vaginally and one's through the abdomen. Mm. Uh, and you can imagine which one of those is the more painful one. Yeah. So I'm in a room with her when that happened. And like that's something that to this day... I'll never forget is the look of abs- at first abject fear. Yeah. Because basically, doctor has to insert a needle through her abdomen. Yeah. And they give you a kind of localized anesthetic that obviously only works at the top surface area. It doesn't yeah, you still know what's happening though, I'd imagine. Like 
you still know, feel what's happening. Yeah, as in, and as in, like, you know what's about to happen, so it's, you know... Well, she kind of looks at me and holds my hand and yeah. squeezes and just kind of, like, look uh, absolutely blanche white, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he takes out this needle. I shit you not, this thing's about the length of my forearm, right? And as a magnificent specimen of a male, I've got fantastic forearms. Yeah. <laughs> no, but jokes aside, big whopper of a needle, I kind of have to hold myself, stop myself yeah, from yeah. taking a... Maybe people shouldn't see that needle beforehand with yourself, you know? Yeah, well... Actually, to be honest, I can't remember if... I can't remember if she did necessarily see it, mm. but boy, did she feel it. And then, that first time round, I saw him bring out fluid, hold it to the light, and realized he's going to have to go again, because he hadn't got enough of the fluid, right? So... And he had to go again. And this time she screamed blue bloody murder. And it was... Oof. That was something else to experience. Anyway, yeah. I don't know why I'm going into so much detail with there, except to perhaps paint a picture of the kind of journey that we went through to eventually realize that the baby was likely, we were advised, not viable. Right? So we were told that, look, the strong likelihood is that Callum wouldn't survive birth. Which means... You know, it, he, it, there could be a miscarriage. Nature could provide a miscarriage along the way automatically. Mm. But it was his heartbeat was really, really strong. So the strong likelihood is that Sinead would have gone to term with a baby that was a, wouldn't maybe have survived even an hour after birth. Shocking position to be in. Mm. They'd only just introduced the uh, recent abortion law. Hospitals were just adjusting to that. And so they had to kind of confer with management to kind of go what's well what's the position here that what's the position like yeah. how does this work and the, the basically the understanding was look if you can definitively prove that baby would not survive then you can perform the abortion but if not we can't do it and Sinead would have had to have travelled we would have had to have travelled obviously to the UK um, and you know there was a story um, well it's it's come up a few times recently actually but um, about the fact that so many women, women are still traveling to the UK every day for much the same reason. And the, it's usually if the hospital, whichever hospital determines, in our case it was University Hospital Galway, but if the hospital determines, look, we cannot definitively say that baby won't survive or basically if it's not fatal enough, then we won't do it. And so women have to travel to the UK to do it. And they were doing it during the pandemic as well. Um, which is stunning, to say the least. Uh, Sinead ended up, well, we ended up, because of all the deliberating and whatever, she ended up having to deliver the baby rather than, you know, I, I forgot what the other term is, a DNC or something, I think. I think that's the term. But she basically had to go through labor uh, because they were, took so long. Which is not to knock them. They were trying to do their best. And we were fortunate yeah, yeah. that they came back and said, look, we, we had one fantastic consultant, uh, Dr. Mark Dempsey. Really, absolute beauty of a man. Lovely, lovely guy. But he had to go and you know report to the team, basically. And they all had to have their chats and whatever. And so it wasn't until you know two or two weeks or so later, they were like, okay, well, we can go ahead. That's a long wait, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and by which point it was like, but you're going to have to go through this whole thing. So I'll spare you all the details with that, but suffice to say it wasn't very good. But the point is that <laughs> the abortion laws that we've got at the moment are still somehow allow for women 
to be told, well, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your your well-being isn't as important as the existence of a thesis. Because based on what you're saying there, I mean, I'm very fortunate. I've never had any experiences myself. Mm. But based on what you're saying there about how it had to be definitive, I would imagine this is not an uncommon scenario. This no. Hap- this happens quite a bit, I would think. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it happens... Now, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I mean, it, like I should have the stats in front of me, but it's something like two-thirds of all women would experience something similar, right? I've actually had a good friend of mine who, who went through, now in her case, it was 12 weeks. Sinead had to deliver. We, by the time Sinead actually had to deliver Callum, I think she was 23, 24 weeks in, right? Um... My friend, who, who I won't name, but she, it was 12 weeks in, in Malta, this is, that she mm. was told because she got past that like 12 week point, yeah. that they were going to have to do the same thing. Uh, Malta's got ridiculously stringent, like abortion is completely illegal there. Like you would have to travel to another country to get yeah. that done. Um, and yet they're more understanding of, well, baby wouldn't survive. <laughs> Sort of got that compassionate kind of well, mm. the baby's not going to survive. The baby's not going to survive. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Here in Ireland, we seem to be in this weird kind of limbo thing going on. With zero regard given to, it seems the the damage to mental health for the mother, like, which is this is it, this is it. You know, it's and then you know, this brings me to the other point, right? So, as I said, I would have liked to have had Sinead in to talk about this, but. Sinead wouldn't like to be talking about this, not least of all because, like... Yeah, I mean, look, I totally understand, and I, I understand these two guys are talking about this, but maybe this is something that is still pretty crucial and important in Ireland. Like, I guess, you know, the referendum is, is still just the first step, effectively. Yeah. So I think there's probably someone we could find that would be a good voice for this that would help... There, help. Are, there are a few accounts on Instagram that I'm following that, that, that I would like to bring along or whatever we've got endless numbers of people that we'd like to talk to obviously mm. but i just this is by way anyway of bringing us to the other subject that i wanted to mention it's a little bit more pressing yeah uh which is that obviously i'm sorry i'm kind of hogging the mic here a little no bit, no Jeff. no it's fine <laughs> go for it but it's that um obviously in a couple of weeks you may or may not have heard yeah <laughs> but we're you know Sinead's going to going to pop basically we're going to have to go to the <laughs> hospital um and it still seems unclear as to whether or not i'm going to be allowed in uh i mean i'm going in yeah <laughs> whether i'm being allowed or not I'll, if i have to go in swinging i'm going in yeah but there was uh, there was actually something I, I pulled up uh just here just it it was doing the rounds basically in social media you know the media that is social mm. uh where basically a guy uh posted on uh, on Twitter uh, his experience of having been made to wait outside while during the pandemic whilst his missus was delivering um, and so I think she took a picture of him I, I'll put it up at some point but she took a picture of him from the window yeah. and he waited for seven outs- hours outside in the car park while she delivered because he wasn't allowed in despite Stephen Donnelly and everyone's saying, well, we're at the point where, and uh, what's his face from Neffet? <laughs> no, Nolan. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, is, it, is his name Nolan? Phil? Anyway, despite everyone saying, look, it should be okay now, 
yeah. hospitals are still taking it upon themselves to say, well, we might not let you in. Yeah. And you know that delivery, that labor goes through. You're going to have to tell me about your labor story with... Uh, well, if I you can. I better check with Yvonne before I put that one All on right. there. All right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but from, from Dad's perspective, you know... Oh, well, I was there for the whole the whole thing. Like You were. Um, you got to be there. So this was like 2015 and 2016. You know, early 2015 for Tia, late 2016 for Ezra. But um, I suppose we were lucky enough... Um, we were in hospital at a qu- pretty quiet time. Tia is a Paddy's Day baby, so it's oh, wow. actually a good time to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's no like, um, there's no scheduled surgeries. The hospital, other than the A and E, I was going to say, is, yeah, it's pretty quiet. Um, yeah. so you get a lot of attention. Though there was now it was a busy day in the maternity ward. Apparently, I was talking to some of the the ladies who worked there, and uh, and can I just say, like, to be fair, they were all class. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's be honest. It'd be fantastic for you to be there. But quite frankly, God, what you do it is fuck all you can do. Yeah. Like, other than provide moral support. Yeah. And kind of stay out of the way of the professionals who know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Like, pretty impressed. We were. We weren't there. Oh, like, overly long. Like, both experiences were, f- were relatively short compared to what I've heard. Like, I'm talking like going in at 8 or 9 in the morning and baby born by like 3 or 4 o'clock yeah you know um, day's work as Yvonne keeps going <laughs> do the day's work yeah. so yeah pretty pretty good ex- pretty good experiences for us yeah um, yeah that's good that's know? good and that's how it should be yeah um, they say that cer- like you said mental health and everything but also in terms of the for want of a better way of putting it the mechanics of labour itself hmm it's supposed to women are supposed to be able to to deliver certainly f- more comfortably and oftentimes quicker yeah. if they have the support of a, l- a partner with them yeah that's one of the kind of physiological yeah benefits so it's a mi- it seems to be a mystery why why we still haven't learned throughout our history of fucking women's lives up yeah how to treat women better but it just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we seem to keep missing that lesson, don't we? Yeah, throughout history, it's, it's. I, I mean, so in the run up to labour, did you feel? I mean, as a dude, maybe this is my personal experience. I don't know. You tell me how you felt, but it's like you're obviously you're at a remove, right? You're you're like you're you're not the one carrying it. So occasionally you might feel you might feel some. Did you feel much kicking and? Um, and yeah, more so w- with Ez than with Tia. He was he was a he was a regular. <laughs> yeah, <know? laughs> yeah. He was jumping around in there the whole time, and you could see. I don't forget. Yvonne had this one like stripy top she wore during the second pregnancy, and, and like he's got a bit of a trippy effect because he was moving around so much. Really, stripes on her top, and oh yeah, he, he and <laughs> case in point, like he just doesn't stop moving even now. Like he's just yeah, <laughs> he's relentless. Uh, he is he's his own. Uh, he uses his own battery, is what I say. He's <laughs> like one of those hybrid cars. He recharges himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, l- like, look, you know, obviously mental, su- you know, um, mental support. <laughs> that's not a r- term. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the mor- morale. The mo- morale, yeah. moral support, all that. That's that's crucial. That's huge. And that's unquantifiable. But, yeah, there is also the feeling that you start to realize that as a man you are pretty useless yeah. at, at that stage and yeah. 
you can't even not only can you not help but you can't even help with the benefit of experience because what the fuck would you know about it? do you know yeah yeah but um but w- what i wanted to ask was so being as present as he can is as fundamental to you forming a bond i guess as, mm. as anything right yeah yeah um yeah, being right there when your kid is born is you know it's a huge part of your life yeah yeah you know did you i mean i mean in the run-up to uh, so you like we're saying you, you know yvonne sometimes wore the stripy top and you'd see ezra kind of mm, wriggling, make, around, wriggling yeah. around and you get whatever yeah. else what other kind of tricks did you do for the bonding like were there tricks like how how else did you like come to terms with the alien inside her stomach <laughs> um well there was a lot of people say that you should read so they get used to the sound of your voice like read to the did bump. you do that a lot yeah yeah I've yeah. only done it like twice ever. I think I should probably do that more. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, maybe it helps baby get used to your voice or maybe help. But quite frankly, I suppose it's just developing that idea in your own head and getting you yeah. used to it as much as anything else. Yeah. You know, um, there's, there's literally nothing, I guess, that's going to prepare you for right up until the minute the child is born. Your life is one way and you're, you're whatever. And then once they are born and you go holy shit, I'm actually re- responsible for someone now. That you know. sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, terrifying in the best possible way. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I say this too with the full knowledge that having kids is not for everyone. Mm. And for some people, it's not an important part of their life. And that's absolutely fine. I'm just speaking with the benefit of someone who has really enjoyed the journey oh, yeah. and to someone who uh, I imagine is looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Which I never, never, ever believed would be the case. But yeah. Yeah, but like I said, sure, maybe I might have been a bit like that myself until I knew baby was on the way. You know, not yeah. explicitly so as you guys were, but yeah. you know, it was more like uh, if it happens, it happens kind of scenario. Right. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, you sure, like all this prep in the house as well, half of that is like, like baby proof in the house. Freaking baby isn't going to go anywhere for the first six months of his life. It's not even going to move. True. Like, you know, you're putting up barriers yeah. and you're like unless you got like the most developed baby ever coming yeah. out of there like <laughs> <laughs> you know jumping over a yeah. side of a crib in a few weeks yeah yeah no that's a good point that's yeah i mean we, we are doing the prep in terms of i mean there's plenty of prep to be done aside from like baby proofing the corners of tables and the yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah, done yeah. any of that yet although Sinead bought the stuff yeah yeah like we've got this like little plastic oh yeah man that's gonna live in the drawer for about six months don't worry about it right okay. yeah <laughs> it'd be grand I probably have some of those still in my drawer if yeah. you want them. <laughs> do you wait do you have pets do you have no you don't no no that's, that's the other thing we're gonna kind of thinking about is how the dog's gonna we're trying to prepare Flyro uh, <laughs> um woofy Clyro huh um yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've had friends who've had uh, like dogs that they would have been very, very close to, and I guess it, it depends. Like you know, how some people like the dog is so important in their life is close. Y- you would have to. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's we not like with an older sibling where you can prep them for the arrival of no. an older sibling. You know, the whole no. here's the present from the baby crack. You know. No. But that's actually that's a <laughs> here's a present from the baby crack. Oh yeah, just you know, like you know. Did that work? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, it it didn't didn't do any harm anyways, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> Bribery, you know? it's the yeah. way. <laughs> I guess, like, t- what was it? It was like 20 months between them, so there was enough attention in the house in general between everybody to, to go around for, for both kids that it wasn't really an issue, do you know? Right, right, right. You know, yeah. it wasn't like Ezra came in and stole 
see his role in the house or anything like that. I, I, I risk ask being terribly nosy here yeah. and personal, so feel yeah. free to edit this out if needs be. Yeah. But in 20 months, like, how do you, do you feel like, like, how do you adjusted to having the first child by the time the second one came around? Or was it like, whoa? <laughs> yes and no, because you, you, you're back to zero when the baby, second baby comes along because you, you've probably just gotten used to a certain stage that the child is at. Remember the first time we went out with Ezra, like, we went out with Thea the first time ever, we were so prepped, we had everything. The second time came around, we left the house, we were like, what the fuck are we thinking? We don't have all the stuff we don't want to bring out with a baby because we'd gotten used to her being past that stage. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um... <laughs> There's like what did one of my friends said they came around to visit, you know, after after Ezra was born and you know, Tia was moving around and ha- having the crack and then he's like, This one's a bit shit, he doesn't do anything, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Jokingly, but yeah, like you know Yeah. You know, it's just like holy shit, you forget how utterly and completely dependent they are on you and how much your entire routine has to be around them. Yeah. Between feeds and naps and all this kind of stuff. Jesus, we've lost half our listenership here now, I'd say. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pick, I'm, I'm turning to you, wise master. <laughs> yes. oh, who's geez, done it? Do not ask. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> we have talked about this in the parenting episode. Every single child and every single couple is different. I wouldn't give any advice to anyone because who the fuck says that I'm doing all right? No, no. And you know? Although I guess I get a vibe from you guys. You've kind of got a good handle on it. But yeah, no. I'd... It's all that veneer for the public, Andrew. Yeah, exactly. all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's secretly, you're like part of a cult or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, ah, look, man, you just got to trust that you care enough about that kid and your partner to do the right. And if you try your best as, as a dad or a mom, as a parent in general, that's all that can be asked of you within reason, you know? Which is why, to bring it back to the kind of the subject and points that's kind of prompted a lot of this chat is... Um, when you're being told, like cinemas are opening up this week, mm. like so you're putting people in a confined space, yeah, yeah, without masks, by the way, except because I was reading about it, except when they want to go to the bathroom or something. So you don't need to sit through a movie with a mask on, and nor do the other socially distanced uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people in a kind of closed space yeah. need to do that. Um, and they're opening up the GAA and the rugby and everything, so. Yeah to, all right, limited numbers of spectators, but there's still a crowd of spectators in a yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. That's all fine, of course, because we know how important the pint and the sports is, in particular, to men. Yeah. But then, women who need to give birth, ah, well, you're doing it on your own and suck it up. Yeah. Isn't that kind of psychopathic? Like, yeah. Kind of weird. I can't even imagine, like, I do know in the depths of it last year, I remember talking to one of my neighbours and he literally just had to, like, drop his wife at the door of the hospital and come back. You know, and I was like, there has to be a system or a way like it doesn't make any sense and like even if there wasn't then by Christ there should be now like we've had enough time to figure it out yeah. over the last y- yeah almost you know? what is that a year and a half right mm. or is it two even I don't know at this stage uh, I think it's like 15 16 months maybe? yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah. but it's just like as well I so I've been to one scan in the hospital right at the very beginning uh, throughout the entire process. So you've missed out on the rest as well, like. Well, yeah, I've just sat out in the car park waiting. Yeah. But you could kind of justify that to yourself because, well, you don't want to be... I mean, Sinead's in the hospital anyway, so I don't know. But you don't want to be 
potentially contributing to the problem. If she doesn't pick up something, you being in there, you might end up picking up something and bring. It's like mm. there's fewer variables if it's just one person going in, yeah, even if yeah, it is yeah. the most vulnerable in theory. Um, but when it comes to like the day, yeah, <laughs> you're kind of like, well, look. <laughs> it's like you can't catch the next. You, know, you might catch the next game, but you're not catching the next. You know, is a one-time deal. Like. Exactly, exactly. So I just kind of think that. Um, we need to address the issue a little bit, Jeff, and maybe, yeah. I don't know, fix Ireland together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure once this gets out in the air, it'll just be... Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously everyone's going to be up in arms. But it's like, you know, some people have said, uh, I'm, like I've got, um, full disclosure, I'm looking at thejournal.ie. Um, Bastion of truth. The ba- <laughs> Actually, there seems to be a bit of baggage on a side note. There seems to be a bit of baggage around the journal. In Ireland, and I don't know what that's. Yeah, like. I'm not 100 percent sure. To be honest with you, I I'm not I don't know enough about it to to comment one way or the other. No. But, um there seems to be a lot of skepticism about it. Yeah. Eh, probably justified, so I say, based on some of the articles, and I <laughs> that was air quotes for everyone who didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, air <laughs> bunnies. Yeah. Some of the articles that they publish, you know. Yeah. Well. Like, there's a story here um, about a Maria, now I always get, is it Karan? K-I-R-R-A-N-E. Karan, yeah. yeah. Uh, she shared her pregnancy experience online. Um, and there's a hashtag, by the way, whose needs are being met. Mm. Um, so, uh, Twitter, essentially. But um, And she, like, she told the journal that the restri- restrictions around partners were understandable to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but... You know, she was going to her first appointment at 12 weeks, and then, and she was going doing that on her own. But by the time it, she came to be laboring alone at the end of September, she did it on her own, and her husband just sat in a car park for 24 hours and waited for that to happen. I'm telling you now, if you've got the fucking cinemas open and you've got all the different sports venues open and all everything and the hospitality and everything's open up, you're going to need a fucking, you know, police van squads. To hold me back from getting this, yeah. like, fuck you, you know. Anyway, like, has has it been addressed at any of the appointments as to what no. the, the process is? No, and the next appointment that's coming up with the lovely Mark Dempsey, um, it obviously will, and I'll be. Yeah, I'm hoping to be present at that. I'm hoping to be able to come in and go, hey, <laughs> what's what's the story? What's the story now? Because mm-hmm. I mean, everything's happening as I've said around the rest of Ireland, um, and I hope to be able to say, look. Um, bit of clarity, bit of clarity, buddy. Here, mm. uh, <laughs> I imagine, given the history, as I've explained to you, um, just there, we might be shown some leniency. Yeah, but then there comes. This but there shouldn't be a need for leniency. Either. No, exactly. You know, no. And then there's a feeling of a slight feeling of guilt. Yeah, because it's like, oh well, we lucked out, but some people didn't get yeah, that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of. I feel like I'm rambling on a little bit, but in. <laughs> In this I think age. it's a fairly justifiable ramble, to be honest with you. Oh, well, in that case, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> settle back. Yeah, there's yeah. more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, ha- have you heard any, like, personal stories of people going through that yourself? Or um, I did, like I said, that was last year. Now, I did talk to a man in the shop last week whose partner had a baby. And I'm not sure the specifics because he had that look of a man who just had a kid so he said a lot of <laughs> things you know what I mean like 
<laughs> so he said a lot of things. Yeah, you know, a little bit shell shocked, a little bit tired because I was been awake for whatever you know. Bush. Um, oh, fuck, you're scaring the bejesus. Well, no, here, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's fine. She won't hear this. It'll be fine. Like. <laughs> uh, they just had a particularly long labour. Right. You know, yeah. I'm talking like I think, in on a Sunday, born on a Tuesday type Oof. scenario. You know, <laughs> Solomon Grundy. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bush. He made some comment about how he was allowed to be there during the labor, but then when it came to post-birth, because he left, he had to leave to get stuff, he wasn't going to be allowed back in again for a day or something. Oh I w- it was something like for, I was th- he said it, and he was just like, you know, hands up in the air, going like, oh, what the fuck this is like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't, like, there was talk, there has been talk, but like I said, as we said, there's no clarity, but there's been talk about, oh, you might be called in for active labor. But there's potentially all the hours before beforehand. Now there active could be labor. no hours. A bit of a tennis match while... Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> going to go for a jog while she... Yes. You know? Yeah, well... But th- there's potentially hours before that that's like the yeah, early like, labor. Like labor is labor, surely, right? Isn't yeah. that just once it begins? Well, no. Apparently there's stages to it where like early labor is like... Most of the time probably for early labor you're at home anyway. Yeah. Then there's like the transition period. And then, well, if you present for early labor, you might be told, right, we'll just send you to. It's oh basically yeah. all down to dil- dilation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go for a walk, we were told. Were you? Yeah, yeah. And you went for a walk. Like, how long a walk? Like <laughs> We actually walked down the road and got coffee, funnily enough. <laughs> you got coffee? Yeah. Maybe that would help. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I got coffee. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Vaughn got decaf. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know of a friend of mine who was, when his missus was called into the hospital, he kind of dropped her. This was four years ago. He dropped her off and everything. And then he... A real 1980s dad style. Have to go there now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> well, kind of. Because yeah. what happened was he was... He bumped into friends. Ah, uh, don't tell me. He and ended up down the pub. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> to wet the baby's head oh, or whatever that Christ, was. I have a real fucking issue with this. Oh, dear. Uh, this <laughs> I hope he's not listening. <laughs> Which I think, well, okay. Look, if he's your buddy, he's your buddy. Fair enough. <laughs> but, like, come on, man. <laughs> Can we not put the fucking pints aside for one day? Like, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be one to do it either. Uh-huh. But... And yeah, I might even have to have a chat with him. Well, it's too late now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what were you thinking, man? <laughs> yeah, like one or two people said to me, "Are you going?" I was like, "No, of course I'm not going to go for a fucking drink." I was like, "I'm going to go home and like make sure everything's all right and like, support my wife." What the hell would I be going for pints when I just had a child? Like, yeah. Well, this was while she was having a child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what's what's um? I mean, that's kind of like a tradi- tradition, right, in Ireland? <laughs> Arguably, he was yeah, um, upholding like tradition. I'd say it's just like classic back in the day Irish lads not being comfortable around anything to do with women's bodies. He's like, oh, Jesus, don't have me in there. Yeah. I'll go to the pub, sure, I know what to do there, you know? I mean, sure, look, this guy dotes on his family and everything now, yeah. or whatever, but that was a funny moment. In the mm. <laughs> I gotta be honest, it'd be interesting to ask his partner, like, how does she feel about it, and will she ever actually forgive him for it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because I gotta say, I I would think she'd be all right to not, <laughs> you know. I, yeah. I think you can hold on to that one for the rest of your life, justifiably. <laughs> you know, that's coming up. That'd be every my back pocket at every argument. Yes, 
Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, you know, you said earlier about, uh, you know, I'm aware that we're just two men having a chat mm. and whatever else. But at the same time, I suppose it's up to us men to have that conversation, isn't it, really? And to be like, look, guys, we kind of, how we approach women's bodies and how we kind of educate ourselves. And yeah, yeah. Take on some of that instead of a bit of cough on, like yeah. yeah. It's not the p word; it's period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. But Quite a lot. <laughs> I've prattled on there. No, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, Andrew. There's nothing wrong with uh, putting an experience that you're about to go through. Well, hopefully that you won't have to go through, and that yeah. you will actually get to be a part of. You know. Yeah, but I think maybe, maybe we should make like, make like a good Catholic now. And mm. withdraw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be in this mess in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and on that happy oh, ending. Good, yeah. Well, <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> God, I, 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 I find, I laugh at my own jokes like way too much. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we're well, just, pr- just preparing to be a dad. It's okay. Just edit that out, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that was today's <laughs> episode, I think. <laughs> 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 That's the longest I've gone for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a joke about that as well, but I just won't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Sorry, lads. Just went off the rails completely yeah. at the end. Sorry. Okay, we're just going to leave it at that. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>